this one. It is just the Matt Men. So we will entitle it Mattcast, and we will love it forever. <laughs> One black boy, JB, I'm not exactly sure who he is or what he does, but I'm sure he has some kind of a dance out there. Um. <laughs> On top of Bandersnatch, which is different than Buttersnatch. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another Pajangers and Wallhangers podcast. In this one, it is just the Matt Men. So we will entitle it Mattcast, and we will love it forever. So I hope. But we're going to get right into it. The This podcast is uh, being recorded on New Year's Eve, and I uh, just wanted to get the news out there. And I know that everybody else is the family and the children and the laughing and the fun. So... I'm in there, in the grit, through the internet, and I'm digging out the muck on the news and finding out what's good for you, and I'm going to hop right into it, and we'll still have another Matt Man and the Old Man podcast coming up after this one, and look for it, and it will be popping up there. But to start off, we will start off with something that hit my eye um, before this weekend started, which was Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and it is a fan fantastic movie interactive and the best part about it the brief kind of look at it is it the main character is a video programmer and he is in turn trying to um create a game off of his favorite book which is entitled guess what bandersnatch oh my god so <clears throat> he ends up making uh, Bandersnatch through different kind of scenarios. Uh, you decide which way it goes. It goes from the mundane to what kind of breakfast cereal he eats to whether or not to take your pills. And it's very in-depth. It's got five different endings from what they say. And some rumors are actually speculating that the game he's making is actually in one of the choices that you could play it. But, you know, I kind of highly doubt that. But as for a game that you can play, <clears throat> the main one of the main characters, not the main character, but a person who's in there to kind of like guide him along his way, he's kind of his Obi-Wan, but is uh, Will Poulter, who is in, of course, Gotham, as well as um, Shameless and a whole bunch of other stuff. He plays Colin, and he is... Uh, a really trippy character, and I'm really glad that he played it because he did it so well. I can't highly recommend it enough, but his character makes, a, in the movie, a game called Nosedive. Not spelled how you think. N-O-H-Z-D-Y-V-E. And you can actually play this game because it is a real game, and it's on the ZX Spectrum emulator, and if you like it, it's kind of cool in the show, in the movie rather. It shows a little character falling in between two buildings and collecting these eyeballs, and you know, and it's a fun little kind of two-bit game. Um, but if you're interested in it, there's definitely that way to find out. It's uh, 
<clears throat> there's still a plan for a fifth season, and it's supposedly coming out around 2019, so we'll have to see how that turns out in the uh, forecoming year. But next in the news I have for you is kind of a weird one, is that Epic Games is getting sued. I mean, like, three times. They have three different lawsuits they, they have. Um, one is from, uh, and it's from 2 Millie, Alfonso Ribeiro, and Backpack Kid. And it's all for the emotes, the dances that they have in Fortnite. And they apparently, <clears throat> there's a little bit of a gray area here because in you can't copyright a common gesture or, you know, movement, but, but these are definitely properties that were in television shows, not much, so much Backpack Boy, but more uh, to Millie with his Millie Rock and Alfonso Ribeiro for this Tom Jones, quote-unquote, Carlton dance in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So they do have suits out there. All three want the emotes removed until they pay for money, uh, for licensing, and damages. So they're set there. But they were, they're not just stopping it. Epic Games. They're also going out after 2K Sports uh, for the NBA 2K, having some of their same emotes. But, <clears throat> I mean, uh, there's different people who are also involved in this. One Blockboy JB. I'm not exactly sure who he is or what he does, but I'm sure he has some kind of a dance out there. Um, Donald Fairson is uh, the guy from Scrubs, and they took his dance as well, and there's also an, uh, uh, Ch- Chance the Rapper, yeah, but nobody cares about him. I'll get onto another rapper that nobody cares about later, but um, <clears throat> one big thing is the next bit of news is a Christmas present from our great Santa from of Marvel, Kevin Feige. Um, he announced that the Fox-owned superheroes can be developed in uh, their cinematic universe, their streaming service universe, within six months, and maybe as soon as Phase 4 for uh, Disney Studios and even Disney Plus, when they come out, they may be able to uh, work in some of the X-Men as well as the Fantastic Four and all the properties that they get from the actual Fox deal. They could actually start to produce different types of content. This means Deadpool, everything that we love from uh, the Sony universe, and (coughs) granted, it is a hairy area on where they're going to go with this, but I know Kevin Feige will definitely take the best out of it because he was there from the beginning to kind of, you know, really help the, the universe uh, mold. And I think that he's going to carry Stan's legacy on really well, and I'm, I can't wait to see what he does with it because Avengers Infinity War it hit Netflix. It's up there, and um, it's... One of the best movies that I could go back and rewatch today. I've actually gone into a couple of good movies since then. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Aquaman. I've seen them both. A whole bunch of great stuff uh, for you to go out there and watch. On top of Bendersnatch. <coughs> which is different than Buttersnatch. Which sounds like kind of like a cookie. It's probably a cookie. Anyway, outside of my ADD, um, there's a bunch of money coming in from Spider-Verse. Uh, they hit $213 million worldwide. Just $18 million from, like, uh, Sunday, well, Saturday night when I was doing, uh, you know, 
research. Sunday night, I, or Saturday night, I found it was 18 million by that part of the weekend. So I imagine it only skipped up even more. And Aquaman was still top of the box office, 188 million when I checked this morning, and it is a fantastic movie. If you have to, if you haven't gone out to seen it, definitely go out and check it out. It's uh, definitely one that you want to check out, and it's everything you want it to be. Oh, God. Edit that out. <coughs> so, Aquaman um, is takes place in a, par- in a part where you're really getting into a comic line that people are familiar with, but it also has Momoa being Momoa. And it's a, a lot of family... Well, I don't know about family fun, but it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of hope for the DC Universe, I think, in this movie. It's everything that they took great from Wonder Woman, a kind of amplified Wonder Woman, and it's everything that they find great with Aquaman, they amplify Aquaman. Can't wait till they do uh, till Shazam comes out, as well as you see uh, all the different things that DC are doing. It's definitely uh, not over for them, I would say, in the DC-Marvel fight. Both are taking different routes, but that's where I think DC failed, was that DC was trying to be Marvel. When they didn't realize, hey, we're DC and we do this good, and now they're starting to prove this. We are DC. Here is our DC dick, not opposed to Batman's dick, which we also saw this year. Not me, <coughs> but they did remove that from the uh, comics in later viewing. So I mentioned, um, obviously, Infinity War hitting Netflix. Obviously, we see Punisher coming through in I uh, I believe sometime soon next year in 2019 they are including Jigsaw however they're going to be changing Jigsaw for just a slight bit Jigsaw is not going to be more uh, his face being a Jigsaw puzzle it's going to be more his mind as opposed to what you see in the comics they're going for more of an internal Jigsaw feel which for the Marvel series I think that's a good play I think it's really good for them in the way they tell stories because they do it so dark and nice. And they have that nice realistic feel to it. So we'll definitely look forward to that. Titans is coming to Netflix in 2019 as well. The season uh, for season one has wrapped up. And they have, at the end, a couple rumors for, uh, well, a couple of nice little Easter eggs for season two. Two being Subject 13, if you know who that is from the comics, you're already giddy. And another four-legged companion, Crypto. So this is obviously Superboy and Crypto coming to Titans in Season 2. Can't wait for that. The way that they ended Season 2 was not on a... Or Season 1, rather, was not on a high note. It was on a dark note. And I think that was the best way that it could have ended for such a great, dark, gritty season that really just... It took you through a journey, and it wasn't just setting up an Origins for Titans. It was taking you through universe and connecting the characters to actually something good. So I can't wait to see more from that show. Although, um, kind of linking it back to Netflix, the uh, creators from Avatar The Last Airbender, the great animated series we all know and love, they are getting a second season of The Dragon Prince. So that's being ordered up. And if you haven't checked out Dragon Prince, it's a really good one. It's nice, schlocky, anime fun that rings of Avatar The Last Airbender all the way through and through with the same kind of uh, characters you would find in that kind of a uh, harem anime that is just 
really nice and light and fun as well as good storytelling because you have the creators of something that was obviously already good so this is their different telling of another story but you definitely still get the feel of Avatar The Last Airbender when you watch it but definitely one to check out and uh, in other news uh, Monster Hunter World is getting an Assassin's Creed crossover um, it's going to last until January 10th, so if you do have Monster Hunter World on the PS4 or Xbox One, definitely go check it out. Um, it's going to have armor from Bayek, from Assassin's Creed Origin, as well as Ezio's Hood, and it's going to give you different uh, additional damage for stealth, as well as movement speed, climbing, and different things that you would link to Assassin's Creed that'll definitely help you out in there. And uh, the it's definitely something that's interesting, but For Honor also is doing it with Ezio and Connor as being like a special event for them being involved, as well as I think I've seen you know the, another crossover with Assassin's Creed, which this is good because Monster Hunter World is Capcom, and obviously Ubisoft is uh, the head of Assassins. So here you see a kind of crossover from companies to where as... Um, for Honor is Ubisoft as well as Assassin's, so that's less of a bigger impact than I see the Monster Hunter crossover. So that's definitely good for inters- you know, communication between studios to making something that the fans want, because obviously who wouldn't want to be an Assassin in Monster Hunter World? That'd be dope, having that Assassin damage and being able to mark a dinosaur with some stealth. Um, in other news, Bethesda is really just letting everybody down first off they have have this uh, this one story that bethesda is really it's just fucking with people they sent out the collectible uh special edition with the power armor helmet and the bag the bag was supposed to be very nice material but instead it was like fucking vinyl or some plasticky bullshit and then you also find out that they're selling their 80 dollar rum Nuka-Cola Dark, and they're selling this $80 rum, and instead of giving you a glass bottle, it's made of plastic, and a lot of fans are really kind of complaining about the quality from Bethesda. I should just sit those fans in a windowless room uh, with one exit and just, you know, put them to sleep. But seriously, I don't understand why you would expect any kind of quality from Bethesda. These are the same people that have had the same kind of buggy, glitchy issues for years. So I kind of expected that from Bethesda. But what I didn't expect is for them to demand an essay. So so for uh, Fallout 76, they had banned certain players for using, using mods, which you would think is... It's still kind of finicky because the mods aren't just for you know benefiting one person they could be for increasing graphical quality or you know performance rate or something for the player to be more immersed but they uh they banned these players and then they said they want a essay for the alleged players were banned uh for using the game with mods, but they wanted an essay as to why mods are bad for the gaming industry. And the video for this alleged event was made by Juicehead, a YouTuber, and Bethesda support sent him an email asking for an essay about why mods are bad and 
it's just on the cusp of the you know complaints with the helmet uh, bag and the rum and then them, them giving other band players a package of used games they probably already have with the classic Fallout bundle with Fallout 1, 2, Tactics. So they're just kind of... They're trying to appease the upset fans in the wrong way, in my opinion. So that's Bethesda still fumbling through. Uh, We will see some different announcements from from software. They have two different announcements, um, whether it be part of... uh, Where did I put that? <clears throat> but uh, from software is definitely oh, it's from the D- Dark Souls dev. So if whether it be another Dark Souls or Bloodborne or some other thing in that series, um, there it could be a new IP altogether because nobody really expected Bloodborne to come out of anything. But uh, definitely look out for From Software in the new year coming as well as One Piece, World Seeker, the new trailer for the story mode is up, and it's showing out all the gum-gum-swinging action, open world, and all the different characters from Luffy's crew that you're, if you're a fan of the anime, it's definitely on your radar, and anybody who's just an anime fan in general, all you need to know is that Luffy has these band of pirates, and they're trying to sail to find the One Piece, because... The King of the Pirates, Gold Roger, before he was executed, said that he hid all his treasure in one place. And that's the One Piece. So everybody's trying to sail the Grand Line, which this planet is pretty much all water with one belt of land. And they're trying to sail around and find his treasure. So definitely a different, a good anime as well as a good game that you should be looking out for. Um... Jack Black has launched a YouTube channel, and uh, it's uh, Jablinks Games, and he already has over 2.1 million subscribers. No gameplay yet, but he says he will have games, food, and life. And all his videos have already reached over 5 million viewers. Obviously, Jack Black uh, kind of always, thought, you know, been a gamer, but, you know, he's trying to pull out that twi- uh, YouTube channel and uh, definitely going to send some love his way, man. I'll definitely check it out. One person I'm not sending love is Soldier Boy because he is pulling his game consoles due to legal threats from Nintendo. Who would have thought? He sold Alibaba-produced consoles on Soldier Watch website and they were powered by illegal uh, emulators. So he said, and I quote, I had to boss up. I didn't have a choice via Twitter. <laughs> so he definitely kind of feeling the heat from Nintendo. Nobody wants to feel Nintendo's wrath because this is a company that if they stopped right now producing content, it wouldn't be for another 50 or 60 years that they would actually have to worry about bankruptcy. So Nintendo is not the company to start to get on their bad side. So he definitely wised up by pulling out of that. And hopefully he will stick his goddamn nose out of gaming. Nobody remembers you. Oh! Batman game may be coming from WB. And the head game director, Jeff Eleanor, 
put up a photo on Twitter with a whiteboard with a redacted title with a Court of Owls logo on it. So WB hasn't really announced what they're going to be doing next year in 2019 outside of Mortal Kombat uh, 11 coming in April. So definitely a new Batman game. And I would love to see the Court of Owls uh, being in that kind of Arkham universe. And there's definitely a bunch of stuff coming in 2019. Um Platinum Games has another set of lineup uh, they need to announce. And, you know, there's also some screenshots out there from Streets of Rage 4, which is always, uh, that's going to drop at some time in 2019. It looks like a classic Streets of Rage with your uh, favorite characters from 1 and 2. Adding into that same, they're staring that there is going to be co-op in it. And um, outside of that, you know, you never know what you're going to find with it. Definitely a nice 2D side-scroller, beat-em-up brawler. So kind of bringing back from the uh, years of grow- uh, my growing up. <laughs> and uh, besides that, boys and girls, we are about to uh, bring this podcast to a close. Kind of on a shorter holiday turn on the week. Um, obviously, I want to. one thing I always used to do in my other uh podcasting career was I used to have a free shit series to where I would always put out there some kind of a free game or a five and under game that would be fun for different people to play and uh, there is a game that was released at the end of this 2018 spin that I don't want people to forget and kind of skip out on, but it is from, if you are a Clash of Clans or a Clash Royale fan, it's from Supercell. It's called Brawl Stars. It's a standard top-down shooter um, that is their kind of take on it. You have different characters which have different abilities and different health and ranges of attacks, and they you have a regular attack, alt attack, unlock the different characters uh, as you go collecting trophies and you can win or lose trophies from participating rather in a match and they have different kind of matches from the beginning you'll do gem collection which is a 3v3 uh, the gems come out of the center and then by killing enemies you can get gems usually you have a couple of attackers and a defender somebody like that um, there's definitely a lot of strategy because you can also get different characters from the treasure chest that you unlock which they call lunch boxes and it's a fun standard t- standard shooter that you could play in your game that has that kind of clash royale uh leveling aspect to it to where you still have your favorite characters you have your favorite game modes you have on top of gem collector you have battle royale with 10 players and they always change up the different gameplay modes the different the scenarios and different uh, screens, so you have a replayability there. And the last mode it, that is available until you get to, up to about 800 to, uh, trophies is heist mode, which is 3v3. It's either like capture the flag or soccer, or there's like a safe attack mode. And it's definitely a free-to-play game that if you're a fan of any of the series I mentioned, it's really good by Supercell. And uh, besides that, man, I want to thank everybody for, for uh, you know listening to the podcast, even though it's just me, the Matt man. We'll call it a Matt cast for now. And obviously, uh, obviously, let me know if you have any kind of uh, suggestions or anything you want to see in the future podcast. Uh, Matt man and the old man will be returning for a new 2019 podcast. And I want to thank everybody and wish everybody a Merry New Year and a happy uh, daily stuff we'll go with that 
be awkward. But thank you for listening, Bob, and I uh, will tune in and listen to all the great comments, and I'll see all you guys next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. This has been a Pajangers and Wallhangers radio production, and this is the Matman podcast, which is entitled Matcast. Definitely let me know if you liked it. And uh, just another shout-out to my buddy, Brandon Robinson. He has a podcast out there on Stitcher and all the other networks like us called Thunderstone Lab. Definitely a good podcast if you like music and looking for something different and different to listen to. The guys get together and they talk and they go through different music that they like. And I definitely liked it and I wanted to share that with everybody. So I wanted to send some love that way as well as sending love your way. Definitely let me know and like and subscribe and let me comment and let me know anything that you want to see on our podcast. We're always gaming and nerd and movies and TV related. So uh, besides that, take care of yourselves and we'll see you all in 2019. 19. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.